Hi, this is Terry McCarty, and uh, welcome to uh, Reviews and Otherwise. And uh, today I'll be talking about the directorial debut of Maggie Jo and Hall, The Lost Daughter, and the latest from Mike Mills, uh, Come On, Come On. And there's probably a little bit of uh, overlap in... Uh, both films about uh, the difficulties of uh, motherhood and uh, the various uh, strains and uh, either you could say coping mechanism or uh, a strong desire to leave. And first, uh, with The Lost Daughter, because of the protagonist uh, leaving the husband and children behind at a certain point, uh, and that's uh, dealt with in the flashback of the story uh, where Olivia Coleman's character at a younger age is played by Jesse Buckley. My guess would be that uh, some in the critical community will say, well, that's a breakthrough, first time I've ever seen it in a movie, and uh, because referencing earlier film history uh, isn't desired, I guess, when you're cranking out reviews on deadline, People are forgetting Kramer versus Kramer, which uh, had Meryl Streep uh, do the same thing, although that was uh, from a novel written by a man, and uh, the film was written and directed by a man, and uh, that sort of has a slant in a way that uh, where the Meryl Streep character uh, carries a cloud on her over her and uh, and if a female filmmaker had done it uh, even then uh, like uh, Claudia Weil or whatever there probably would have been a little more dimensional and compassionate portrait of her decisions and jumping ahead uh, a little over a couple of decades there's uh, Spielberg's uh, artificial intelligence AI where the mother is overwhelmed with the little robot boy and uh, drives him out in the country and and uh, lets him out of the car, which is a pretty devastating scene, as I remember, and uh, and in a way it kind of reminds me that the ending of the film where he's uh, wanting to be reunited with her, that that's not really a happy ending, it's just... Uh, you know, very sad and because uh, of the child wanting uh, something that's uh, 
not real and willing it. And, but uh, back to the lost daughter, it's uh, certainly Olivia Coleman and uh, Jesse Buckley are fine, and it's very well uh, cast. And uh, Dakota Johnson, who's good when she works with uh, good filmmakers. Um, uh, she and uh, Olivia Coleman play off each other pretty well, and also Ed Harris is the old uh, former uh, Greek libertine who's the basically the uh, guy who rents out the uh, property to Olivia's character and uh, at one point drops a reference to songwriting with uh, Leonard Cohen when he was still like visiting the Greek islands in the 60s and as far as uh, filmmaking goes with The Lost Daughter it's like with Rebecca Hall's passing it's a good uh, debut film and uh, one hopes that with uh, both Rebecca Hall and Maggie Gyllenhaal there'll be uh, more uh, quality work to come from uh, each of them and uh, I'm recommending uh, viewing on Netflix I, I don't quite think it's uh, the uh, one of the greatest films of the year but it's certainly uh, worthwhile and uh, I'll move on uh, to uh, Mike Mills and Come On, Come On, which uh, uh, aesthetically first, uh, Mills goes back to the uh, silvery uh, black and white uh, that he shot uh, beginners with uh, over a decade ago. And with Come On, Come On, you could say that to summarize in pithy and quickly, it's Mills keeping one foot in the kind of uh, tweeness that kind of marred uh, beginners, and the other foot in the more grounded uh, world of uh, 20th century women. And as always with a Mills film, it's impeccably cast. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Gabby Hoffman are convincing as brother-sister, and with her character, you get the idea that there's a, maybe a little bit of uh, overlap uh, with the... Uh, the character she played for Joey Soloway in, uh, in uh, Transparent. And um, also, I mean, he's not going to get any real recognition because the role, uh, as it's constructed, is small, and I don't know how much of that has to do with uh, editing, but uh, uh, Scoot McNary shows up uh, couple of times as uh, Gabby Hoffman's uh, presumably uh, schizophrenic husband and uh, he's 
and so good uh, when he's on screen that you wish that uh, there, uh, there had been a little more of the character, but that's not the d direction that uh, Mills uh, wants the film to go in. It's essentially about uh, how Joaquin's character uh, takes care of the nephew, uh, played by a marvelous child actor, uh, Woody Norman. And he's working for like a NPR type of uh, radio station out of New York and uh, he comes to LA to relieve the sister of uh, parental issues while she goes up to Oakland to take care of the husband who's uh, disintegrating mentally again and uh, and uh, Joaquin's character is part of a radio documentary project where he and, and fellow crew people go around the country and uh, interview children from various schools and uh, and they give kind of generalized answers about uh, uh, fear for the future and uh, once in a while there'll be an interesting question asked about uh, uh, how would you parent your uh, if your parents uh, were your kids and uh, basically the bulk of it's just uh, the uncle nephew uh, bonding and the fact that the child copes by retreating into his own world, or as the cartoonist uh, Bill Watterson once said, talking about uh, his comic strip Calvin and Hobbes, that, uh, uh, well, the, the boy in, in this film is supposed to be nine, but, uh, well, Calvin was six, but this applies that uh, children with regards to uh, reality are more situational uh, than adults, meaning, meaning that they cope by uh, being uh, pretty much in, in, in their own world and their own wants and needs. Uh, uh, sometimes, uh, really clash with adults, especially adults with uh, work responsibilities and under stress, and then, and then, of course, you have to, with the children, be on top of the situation and make sure they're not uh, running away and getting lost, which happens at least once in the film, and uh, essentially, when you look at uh, uh, Come On, Come On, you get the idea that Mills uh, shot so much footage that you could probably cut like five different uh, versions uh, from whatever footage I presume he uh, did. 
and he doesn't want to do like uh, rawness and uh, the one or two scenes especially in the beginning that do have some rawness or emotional pain he kind of throws the synthesized music over that and and the dialogues uh, almost uh, completely uh, drowned out and uh, and then there's a occasional like uh, breaks in the action where there's either children's books or uh, or parenting books that uh, Joaquin reads uh, passages from and uh, so that's well I don't know if it's Maybe it's like uh, Mike Meyer Mills lives in a probably a little more rarefied uh, environment, and I, I can probably see that uh, if you're like uh, six-figure income and uh, and uh, you know sort of uh, sort of artistic uh, sort of removed from certain things that's the probably the ideal audience for this and uh, it basically chooses uh, a kind of uh, uh, unnecessary uh, distance in a way because there's things you'd like to see in the film that's outside the parameters like you'd like to see the how the boy interacts with children his own age and, and you you don't uh, for whatever reason uh, get that but um, having said that it's uh, well performed enough and I would say I would recommend it but uh, probably not at the premium video on demand uh, 1999 price I would say wait a few more weeks until it comes to the popular price point of like uh, $5.99 or $6.99 and then and then uh, take a look and uh, so Anyway, to summarize, come on, come on, uh, flawed, uh, but uh, uh, worth watching. And that's the last uh, for this episode, and uh, thank you ever so much for listening, and uh, if you like what you've been hearing, uh, please uh, don't hesitate to recommend on your favorite form of uh, social media, and uh, also provide a, a link uh, to wherever you're hearing this podcast from and I'll be back in a few days and uh, thank you ever so much for uh, listening and see you then bye for now mm-hmm.